Tough Podcast. What's it called? Monday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Monday Night Live. Seals the Americans, the North Stars. Who's gonna stall? Who will go far and earn the keg? Who's gonna earn the keg? We'll find out in time. Give us a holler on the whoop line. Monday Night Lights Podcast is back. Brian Piercy here with Andrew Hedis and Pistol Pete. How you fellas doing today? Fan freaking tastic. Doing pretty solid here, Piercy. Good, good, good. So, uh, you know, the playoffs are almost here, so things are a little bit quiet. But as always, give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Email the show podcast at mnlhl.com. Follow, subscribe to us on Twitch. I just hit my eighth, uh, eighth month today. I think we had math hit his sixth month today as well. So if you have those Twitch primes available, make sure to do that. Also, watch our videos, youtube.mnlhl.com. You know, we had stuff like a message from heaven, the macho man come in last week's as well. People seem to enjoy the thumbnails as well. If you haven't seen it yet, check it out. Press that subscribe button, rate and review the podcast. If you're interested in coming in on the podcast, let us know. We have this uh, podcast lineup tab at stats.mnl or m mnlhl.com. I think uh, Troy said he wants to come in next week for the playoff preview. We have another spot depending on Hedis as well, we could have two. I think I actually penciled in Skillman because uh, he said he had to pass this week, so I just said, I guess you're in next week, buddy. Ooh, I like that. It's a hot take. Trusted voice, just pulling people in, wrangling them in before they can say no. That's, that's what you want from a, from a good host. I mean, he's been promising all year that he's going to show up, him mm-hmm. and Peso, so neither of them have, so maybe we can get him in. So. Oh, both at the same time. That'd be perfect. A little playoff, play, play off, playoff play preview. I can't even speak today. Too many peas. Didn't do but, the warm-ups. I mean, look at this. You know, Pete forever, he was kind of like, oh, the podcast. I don't know. I'll eventually come in and all of a sudden, what, this is your third appearance? He's third appearance. And you're a natural. It's like it's like 101 The Riff, baby, and featuring well, Pistol Pete. talk, I'm, I'm all gab, man. What the <laughs> hell? This is like my medium. Between you and Troy, I mean, we got to split everybody up on uh, best talkers in the league, split them up on different teams, so then they come to the podcast every night you have a smooth talker for every episode. Well, that was slack for the past two and a half years. <laughs> I'm waiting for Kimball to show. Uh, that's true. That's true. I'm waiting for Kimball to go, come up here and bring his slack, uh, his slack antics here. There's old slack. Just antics. make sure when Kimball's here, you put another seat for Zeke. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Zeke and Kimball both. I, I I don't know if we need two <laughs> seats or not for him. What we you know, there's the rumors. We don't know the. Oh, truth you don't know there. that. It, I know who Zeke is. It's a puppet. He's he's actually practicing ventriloquism. He's got a little he's got a little wooden puppet called Zeke Rollins. Puts it on his lap. Yeah, I I could totally see Kimball coming here with a giant onesie like the. the <laughs> just unzip the onesie. He's like, oh, I'm Zeke Rollins. Zip it back up. Now I'm not. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You never know. So um, kind of moving on to a few news and notes real quick. Uh, so I haven't officially heard this or saw this in Slack, but from what I've heard, uh, Mr. Ben has been picked as the permanent sub for the Tigers. We have a Tiger here. Have you heard this fact yet or is this just a rumor? I, I can neither confirm. Fact. I can neither confirm nor deny whether this rumor is true or more true than not being false. So um, I'm going to defer to my GM on that. But the likelihood of Ben being a Tiger in the playoffs, I would say, is probably high seeing that's been uh, already levied to the uh, the White Tower. So they, they already know about that. I believe there's already a vote that's been had. Whether Ben plays for us next week because it's yellow and black versus orange and black, that's, uh, again, that's up to the Ivory Tower. 
That was a that was Pinocchio esque from uh, Shrek. That was like from Shrek to it. I can't tell you if he is or isn't, but I may not know where exactly he is at this moment. And I'm hypothetically saying, yeah, we know he's in. (laughs) As Hedis pokes out Pete's eye from across the room as his nose just kind of grows. Yeah, that that is a good thing. It's, uh, you know, you're 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 going to be you're kind of a teammate slash future teammate of him. What would be your thoughts, Pete, about him being if he's on your team, if you were a duck and you know he's going to be that permanent sub and you play each other, those two teams the last week of the season, what would you think of Ben playing for the Tigers versus the Ducks? Oh, what would be my thoughts? Um, yeah, a few obscenities here and there. Um, I mean, the Ducks are out of it at this point, so they're really not playing for anything. They're not even playing spoiler, I don't think. I mean, I you know, they, I mean, I guess if they win next week, there's a chance for things to shift around. Yeah, but if they win, the Americans win, then right. we're fighting for second. I mean, right. we're fighting for third and fourth. But, but, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, if, if Ben's a permanent sub, it's considered kind of a late-season trade. He should be on the Tigers. Let him get accustomed to playing with the guys and get ready for the playoffs. I mean, I, that's how I would see it. I mean, I don't think there's any any animosity there. I don't. I mean, Turtle and Busta, you know, well, maybe Busta. Busta's a little bit of a, you know, little shithead sometimes. A little stickler, yeah. Yeah, no, but I don't think there's any animosity there. I think, that, you know, Ben should probably play the Tigers, let him suit up with the yellow and black and uh, get his uh, sea legs, I guess, with, uh, with the new team. Then the other question would be is, so Ben... I believe he was a second rounder. Slocum was a third rounder. Now he was, I believe, the second pick of the third round. Uh, ben was what the fourth or, or third pick, or I guess it would be third to last pick of the second round. So there was four or five picks in there. Is this a fair sub? It is technically a sub up, but I don't think on long term subs we go for that. So uh do we think this is a fair sub advantage disadvantage to the tigers how do we view this yeah ben ben was the third uh third last draft 12th pick overall in the second round and slocum was the 16th overall the third pick into the draft so there was a five draft slot difference right so no matter what we say here i'm i'm sure that uh 22 is going to be chatting here saying well what about me yeah right like <laughs> why why can't i sub i'm probably yeah, I can sub everybody i mean if you if you if we if we went and redrafted everybody again would slocum be a third rounder no, probably not. Probably no, not. Probably not. So he was a steal, I think, for for the Tigers, although now he's gone. Right. But I mean, yeah. he would have been a steal. He probably would have been higher up. So, I mean, you know, talent wise, it's probably an even trade. And you figure Slocum was a little younger than Ben. I mean, Ben's still very, you know, still very slick out there. Great hands and great shot. Maybe not the fastest guy anymore out there, but still he carries. He may not be the fast guy, but he plays fast, right? I mean, he's always in the right position. I'm sure he's never really out of position, even mm-hmm. if he might not have top-end speed at this point. So talent-wise, I think it's an even trade. By the rules of uh, Monday night, unfair. And, I mean, and another factor to, to kind of account for, too, is, I mean, sure, like you can't you can't really – I think you guys touched on it last week in the pod that – it's not like you can control like you know exterior factors that happen in people's lives, but they have to move for a job, family, something else happens, etc., or like you know life-threatening illness or something. Um, it's not like it's not like we want uh, Slocum. We wanted to replace Slocum with you know if we could just get a perfect replacement. Hey, Slocum too, Electric Boogaloo, let's bring him in. But uh, we, we obviously you can't. So I mean, if if you know that ahead of time, you know that maybe four, five, six weeks, maybe you know that like in November before he's going to leave in February. I mean, you knew that way ahead of time, like. Would those trades have still have happened earlier on? I mean, there's so many X factors can go right. into it because a team is built like a certain way. So, for example, I mean, like the, the Tigers, I mean, we kind of built kind of like the Deeks a little bit. And maybe I guess now kind of like the North Stars where you have like you have two good guys on your first and second line and then you have kind of a left wing lock. Right. So then 
if you know maybe if you don't have you have to replace Slocum with someone that's like a third rounder. I mean, that, and not like the value you drafted. You end up getting someone that's not that. Maybe none of those trades happen early in the season. There's so many different question marks. So I don't necessarily just think that. Ben, I think Ben's a fair sub. I mean, yeah. like you said, if you redraft today, most people. No offense to Ben. But most right. people will probably take Slocum over Ben. Yeah, it's it's tough. Long term subs, you're never gonna have anything perfect. You kind of take draft position out now. Normally, you'd be going for someone outside the league, but with the playoffs coming up, it does. It's a good fit for a player who wasn't gonna make the playoffs. He has an opportunity to now play in the playoffs. Last question for this before we move on is: Will the curse of Ben carry on to the Tigers? I don't think so. I mean, I don't think so. I mean, if you look at the curse of Ben, I think that's called Ben being drafted on teams that are just end up being horribly bad. Um, I mean, the last two years, what was uh, the Deeks? Was it the Deeks? He was an American last year. year. American last year. American last year, a duck this year. And both those teams kind of had the, I don't know if you want to call it the whatever it was, but man, they weren't really playing too well, right? I mean, they kind of. You know, crap the bed both times. But I think if you saw like with yesterday's game, the way Ben played, I think a lot of it is he he came to a team that is in the playoffs, has a good playoff spot. They're playing pretty good hockey at this point. And in Ben's case, there's no pressure to win. Just play hockey. And you saw how, you know, how calm and collected he can play. And he popped a couple in. Right. I mean, I think I don't think there's a curse of Ben. I think it's just Ben is cursed to be drafted by a team that doesn't do well. Yeah, I mean, if your team takes chances on a couple of flyers, maybe like, oh, maybe this guy could, this might be to steal the draft sort of thing, and then they don't pan out. I mean, then you can end up like the Ducks, or yeah. you could, you know, when you take a couple of flyers and they pan out, you can end up like the Seals. So right. I mean, it's kind of razor thin depending on how your, you know, how your team makeup works. I yeah. mean, yeah, it, it's a tough one. I, I think everybody would love to see Ben uh, win a keg eventually. But then again, you have cocky Skillman, you know, on on his team as well. So you know, I think good versus bad. <laughs> it's kind of how do you make that decision? Yeah. Hey, hey look, like, Dylan's just as cocky as uh, Skillman is. So uh, yeah, I, yeah, I feel like the top four teams are all cocky. All four of them. No, no, so. we're humble. We're humble. Oh, very so, humble. So humble. <laughs> so we when you're when you're like the fourth humblest guy in the team, no, and no. like the goalie, which isn't even on Slack, I'm like trips more than anybody oh, else. Come on, man. I, I've I've made this point. I'm a humble guy. I just play. I just I just act like a dick on but, on the ice. But between, between Troy, Ty, and then like Aaron's not Aaron's not on Slack, but yeah. the amount of like snapping he does, or he's like, yeah. oh, just getting big for the big game. I'm like, yeah. okay, Aaron, yeah. I see you. He's like, and, oh. and you know, before we move on, I wanted to say because the point you were making about going in or out of the league, and I think it's better that we do this in the league because I mean, let's look at the North Stars last year, right? We had the what was it? The, not the slow Chod- Choden experience. Choden, the Choden experience. Yeah, they, have, they have Graham sub all year, and then they push him out right. for the finals. And, and we brought him, and they brought Choden in for the finals. And I think we've seen him one time during the year, and he comes in, and you know, high motor guy. You know, wasn't the the most skilled one out there, but his motor was so freaking high, and it just threw everybody off. And you know, it, we found we said it's kind of unfair that we're bringing in people this late to play in the playoffs that we haven't had a chance to really play against vet and get used to them. So in this case, we all know Ben. We've played it with Ben all year long. So the fact that he's a long-term sub and you know equal skill, I think it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit more fair for everyone. You feel a lot more comfortable with Ben, who you've seen play for the last couple of years, than a yeah. Spizek or a Ringer Rick, where you've seen them play yeah. a couple times, but you haven't consistently seen them play. So you don't fully know what they're about or what they could you know turn it on during a playoff time. So I think it's everybody's a lot more comfortable allowing him to uh you know have been right no asterisks i mean it's basically comes down to no asterisks you know we we know ben we know what ben can do 
you know, we know where he comes, where he's coming from during the game and how he's going to play. So we can, we know what to expect. And, you know, and I think everybody pretty much gave it a kind of a thumbs up as far as the ivory tower and all their secret dealings and handshakes that they do. So as always, we talk about, you could always give us a call on the whoop line, 71475-WHOOP. And we did get a call from one of our favorite voicemail people. Uh, I believe it's Mr. Billy Baloney. I was able to see on the transcript it was him, but I actually did not listen to this, so I have no idea what he's going to say, but I'm excited to hear. So let, let's take, st- uh, take a listen. Hi, it's your old pal and friend of the show, Billy Baloney. You know, I've been away for a while on a cruise to the Virgin Islands. That name is a bit of a misnomer after old Billy been there. <laughs> but the rocking back and forth of that boat got me thinking. It's less than two weeks until Valentine's Day when this airs, and I know plenty of listeners have partners they haven't gotten something nice for the holiday. So why not get a Sibian? Your partners won't say nay to this vibrating saddle, and I guarantee it. Are you tired? Well, you'll be rendered so redundant with this fantastic product, you will never have to work again in the bedroom. Show her how much you care with a gift that says, I give up. Use promo code WHOOP. Whoop, 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 for 69% off your order. Sibians, we've been rendered useless. Billy Baloney never disappoints. Speak for him. Speak for yourself. Us Greeks and Italians, we're never rendered useless. So here's my question. Is it just one whoop, Billy Baloney, or is that nine whoops? Because I counted nine whoops there. And is it like a, a tonality thing where you have to say whoop, or do you have to type in it's stackable W-H-O-O-P? Stackable. Oh, stackable. That's stackable. how you get the 69%. Whoop, 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 whoop. Makes know. sense. Yeah. yeah. Each one gives you a little bit more of a discount. but uh, And compound interest and all that kind of stuff, too. <laughs> 6.9 plus 6.9 plus 6.9. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as always, um, I would say if you don't know what a Sibian is, it was famous on Howard Stern. Uh, give it a look up. This is a semi-family-friendly show, so we don't need to go into too many details on that one. Uh, but yeah, as always, Billy, we love your voicemails. It's like sitting on the freaking engine block of a like 68 Chevelle or something like that. Uh, I'm probably a little young, unlike you, for that, but... Uh, Interesting point there, but moving on <laughs> to our pick'em standings, we're down to two just like last week. Uh, currently, Dylan holds a three-point lead over Troy. He's the last two available to win, but when you take out again your worst week, Troy is really down by two. Um, he went for a flyer. He didn't choose the seals. He told me yesterday. He's like, I got to gain a point on Dylan. I'm going to take a flyer pick. I'm choosing uh, the Whalers over the seals. They let me down. I was yeah, like, way to go, Percy. I was like. Just you just pick what you got. Who you think is thinks gonna win every single week and let it all play out. And then the last week, you know, maybe last week you take a flyer. Yeah, so. and Dylan actually, um, I believe he changed his pick about five or ten minutes before the oh. uh, first game when he mm. found out how many uh, substitutes there were on the Tigers. When he saw the Taylor brothers were gone and everybody, oh, he, he didn't choose me. He, he didn't choose the Tigers. He sent he sent an email changing his pick, which would have gave him a half more point to clinch so my question is is we don't know what the prize is yet for the winner of this he said it was going to be a nice prize it's gonna be a honey baked ham <laughs> nope absolutely not it's i already know what the prize a little is I know, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tease it it's oh. they're green they may or may not stink 
and they're from year one. It's a three-pack. The Kimmel, Polinski, and Pistol Pete original North Star jerseys. I thought you were going with the Spartans real quick with <laughs> yeah. D'Antonio leaving, but that, that was just me. Uh, question is, will the prize be better if Troy wins this compared to if Dylan wins this without him stating a prize? First of all, I don't know what the prize is. I still say there is no prize. So that's why Troy has to win. That I'm with Pete. I don't think Troy actually planned a prize. Originally, he's like, oh, Red Wings tickets or something. And then yeah. since then, he's like, oh, I'm the lead. If I win, I don't have to give a prize up to anybody. But, Sweet. But but I will say this. If if it is if there is a prize there and Troy does win, I probably still think it might go to Dylan in second. You know what the prize should be? Is if Troy loses the pickums, he should have to play goalie in spring. That should be the prize. <sighs> That'd be the gift that keeps on giving. Then we could have four bender goalies, five bender goalies. It'd be fantastic. Hell, I might strap on the pads for spring. Oh, that'd be great. Oh, we have Troy. No, 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 no. I didn't say. I didn't say goalie pads though. Oh, I might just put. I just play goalie. Oh. Hey, if that's what you want to do, Troy. I mean, Troy, Pete, <laughs> Skillman, Charles. Every game it'd be fourteen to eleven. It's like, oh, we're down by three. It's eleven nine, boys. We've got to come back. You score three in the third. They score two. Final score thirteen twelve. I think it's how that not least, be fun. I, I think I can at least keep it under five. Hey, how that would be? That'd be a boatload of fun though. Well, there, there was the time when uh, Pete essentially played goalie for the Worms when we didn't have a goalie. Uh, we were winning the whole game and go in the third period. Uh, the next game, we saw a goalie come out. He was already changed. Hey, can you jump in real quick and uh, play goalie for us the rest of the game? He's like, sure. Uh, we ended up losing that game because <laughs> he was so insert bad. Insert the dumpster fire so, emoji. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. I mean, we're way off tangent here, right? Yeah, I, we, yeah. we had no goalie, so I just played back there on my normal equipment. And, you know, and, and Hedis, you would have been proud of me. I made, I actually made some pretty freaking yeah, fantastic saves. Kick saves. I made a save coming out of the corner to the front of the net with a di- with a stack pad on my <laughs> shin pads and made a save. And then we were, you know, we, as, as Percy said, we were up by like about four goals or something like that. It was like four to one, four to two, maybe five to two. And this goalie comes out there, the hero, brown in the brown pads, in the hero. And yep. yeah, this was a save. I yeah. think he was going onto the ice to get to the net. And I think he tripped and fell over and let in the first goal. And we're just like, oh, I told him to go away. (laughs) Wow. Anyways, if you want to see our full Pick'em standings, go to (laughs) pick'em.mnlhl.com. You can see the full list. We only have two people that can win it. But if you want to see where you are, where anybody is, go there. And that should Uh, be the prize. That's my thoughts on that. That should be the prize, Troy. If you lose, you should have to play goalie in the spring. Let's bring it back. Let's move on to... uh, Kind of the week in general. We had the Americans versus the Tigers, our first game of the week. We had the Tigers beating the Americans 5-3. to three. As the winning goalie here, Hedis, why don't you give us your first start of breaking down this game? Um, the Ducks performed the flying V when uh, in the start of the first period and scored a lot of goals, and we won. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give my breakdown of the game. very good short but pointless yeah i mean Tiger, okay. tigers came out hot you yeah. guys scored three in a row yeah. uh followed by the next period the americans came out scored another one yeah. by then i was changing from what i heard you got charles put in the next one yeah. pretty yeah. close to the start yeah. of the third period in to the, give you no, guys yeah. that lead yeah, yeah. So, i mean Dumb joke. Yeah, sorry. Dumb joking aside. Um, yeah, the I don't want to say the Americans came out flat-footed per se, but it seemed like they were they were kind of flat-footed. And then Ben and Turtle and Pete and everyone was kind of on you know on the high horse quick. And we got, I think the first in the first ten minutes we must have had like we only had maybe like eight or nine shots. We didn't have a ton of shots, but every single one was a perfectly like great squad, like quality scoring chance. Yeah. There was that uh, Jim Ellis like had a goal backdoor to another. You, did you pass him? I thought. I, I don't know. Was I it Ben? Have, yeah. One, either yeah. Ben or Pete passed it to him and he rang it off the left post 
and it rebounded out into the crease, and Skillman crashed the net and slammed yeah, that was, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that was that was me on that one. Ellis, it was, it was yeah. me and Skillman were out there, and Ellis was out there too. And I think I think I may have had the shot, or Ellis had the shot. Yeah, and then Skillman put in the rebound. And then the yeah. and then the there's the first goal that um the first goal that was a, a turtle had or Ben Ben one, I think ben, it was ben, ben with yeah. the first one Ben had the first one which is like that tic tac toe like crash yep. the net and it's just like it's just like a like across the crease like through like two defensemen and right i mean we we're up three nothing we're everyone's feeling great and then the second period happened and we kind of was kind of in that mode of like oh well we have a, everyone's kind of like oh we have another game to play and you know we're up three nothing let's kind of like let's kind of walk it back a little bit and play let's go back into kind of our turtle shell and just kill out the rest of the game uh maybe win like four one something sort of like that no the americans were not about that life they wanted second place so they they came out you know hot as a gun and I felt they controlled it. They, it ice completely flip flop. Ice tilted in their favor. They must have outshot us like I don't know twenty twenty five to like five in that period. We we I felt like we were just standing in mud the entire time. We had the, the puck was in our zone. I saw a bunch of shots. They got three goals. Proctor had a actually speaking of which, Proctor scored his hundredth goal. Um, uh, there's a couple nice pictures. A video of Busta had. Uh, there's a picture that Math had where I went for a poke check. Probably should have just you know stayed in the stance to try to stop it. Uh, missed it by like that much the curve of the stick and it was. You know, I went uh, to the right side of my pad. It was a nice goal. Star had one on me uh, from the point where he shot through a bunch of legs. Couldn't see it at all. Perfect snipe off of a post. And, and Pete, you actually subbed for the Tigers. How much did you have a little bit extra motivation as a sub? Because you knew this game impacted the North Star's oh, chance at a buy. One of the reasons why I said yes to sub. I mean, I you know, I still, you know, I had because we needed the, uh, we want the, we want the buy. We wanted the buy. Right. I mean, so, yeah, it was extra motivated. We got out there and I think, you know, we as uh, as Hedda said, we controlled the first period. We got the three, not the lead. And yeah, we t- we toned it back. And I think a lot of it is the Americans were came out flat, too. I think, you know, I, I didn't realize it until after after it happened, like way after it happened, that Proctor scored his hundredth goal. So it's possible that that might have been the talk of the locker room. Hey, you know, Proctor's got to get a goal. We got to give him a goal. We got to give him a goal. So they could have just been worried about that. And, you know, part of it, you know, we kind of jumped on him early and got that lead but yeah as far as the sub i think it, i was extremely motivated i wanted that win i wanted to make sure we got the win i know the ducks played very well the duck line and i think we, i said it earlier with ben they have nothing to play for they're playing loose there's no pressure to win at this point because the last six seven six seven weeks sucks six seven weeks has been we need to win a game. We need to catch the Deeks. We need to win. We need to win. We need to win. Well, they come out here and they're like, we just need to play, just have a game. And this popped in, I think, three of the four goals. Yeah. The other thing coming out of this game was uh, preseason. We had a little bit of a bet. I think this person might have got one extra shot out of it because of oh, trades, yeah. but uh, Sips ends up losing his bet of scoring on Hedis, and I think he owes you a steak dinner. Yeah, I don't know if it was a st- it was to finally decide it was a steak dinner or fifty bucks or whatever it was between Troy, like oh Ruth Chris or so. I don't even know who that is. Like I even Google that name. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. If if it, if but, if uh, it's Ruth Chris. Take him up yeah. on that offer. You'll enjoy it. Yeah, but uh, he, uh, no, Sips already, Sips already manned up yesterday. He had like, because I had some money in my pocket ready too in case. And like yeah. after the game, he's like, oh, he's like, here's here's the first half of it. Here's twenty five bucks now. You know, twenty five bucks later. But uh, in the second period of flurry of shots they had, well, they had he one, had one really, nice he had shot. one really nice shot from the slot. I got my block around. Everyone's like, oh, good save. Was, I was like, yeah, nah, that was nah, it nah, right whatever. there. That was yeah. a little defensive lapse by yours truly, and that left him wide open in uh, cool. the middle, and he. That was the best shot for him. I think it was might have been his only shot, but it was a hell of a shot. That at least it's at least he can't complain. He had the opportunity. He had the puck in the slot. He had you one on one. Nobody pressuring him, and and he had, he had, a, he had a four he had four games out of it instead yeah. of three. So I mean, I, I mean, 
I'd say, I guess I say I, I'd earned it after that spicy bet. So I don't know what the Vegas odds were on that. But uh, then the yeah, third period, like we said, um, first period, us, second period, them, third period. Uh, even, big pretty cat, even. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty even. even. It was pretty 50 50. Big Cat, Charles Mackey, and you kind of jumped on the puck uh, around like, uh, you know, 10 minute mark, and someone threw it to the slot, and he got yeah, his uh, uh, second goal this season. Yeah, so, so the first goal, first season? goal off his first, actual stick, he yeah, said. Yeah. So I, I still haven't seen the write up yet. I hopefully he put one out there. No, so, you know, on that one, it was. I you know I had the puck down the down the wing and I like I try to play a uh, like a little not like a trick shot but I actually flipped it up and put it on its edge because I wanted to shoot it at flow to kind of get the rebound I didn't want mm-hmm. flow to have a good good catch on it I didn't yeah. want to keep it so it can die in his pads I wanted it to be like a knuckle puck whatever and he made the save and it went right back to me and I went around the net and and I found Charles and. And I, Charles was absolutely hilarious. I told him about the write up, and he goes to me on the bench. You know, that's my. He goes, "I've already scored a goal, but that, mind you, that's the first goal I've scored actually off my stick because yeah. the other one hit him, hit him in a body part or something like it off his rear end, I think." And he also said too that, and this I, I forgot about this one. He goes, "I finally learned my lesson because I've been yelling at him when we were on the Ducks. I kept yelling at him, Charles, keep your damn stick on the ice. If you're in front of that, keep your damn stick on the ice." And he, and he saw me go around. He's like, "Oh shit, I gotta put my stick down." And he, scored on the goal but yeah it was a great shot he yeah, beat flow coming across and uh yeah, and then it, I, I forgot how we got the last and we got uh, one more yeah, ben, ben got the, yeah it was about yeah. two minutes left shorthanded he came yeah. down and two on two and he just put a clapper past flow i think flow would want that one back yeah but, uh yeah. super nice win for the tigers had a ton of playoff uh ramifications we'll talk about that coming up but our next game of the evening was the north stars beating the mighty ducks four to one uh pete since you're a North Star, why don't you give us a quick take on this game? So uh, the, the hot take, right? We had about four or five guys that played in the previous game. Well, four guys played in the previous game, plus Ty screaming his lungs out on the previous game. So we had about <laughs> you know, we had a few tired people. Um, I think the Ducks jumped on one nothing on us, but it wasn't really a very fast game. The game was kind of slow in the first period, um, slow in the second. We got the tying goal, I think, at some point in the second. Um, I forgot. I, I I put the puck. I forgot who got the goal. Troy's, uh, someone said Troy got Troy it. Troy got it. No, Troy got the – yeah, Troy got the, the – Ellis made a great play to Troy. Troy shot it through a screen. I was screening um, Z at the time and just moved out of the way, and it just found the back of the net. You know, So great shot from Troy, and we got the 1-1 tie, and it was kind of a slow game. I mean, the highlight of the game, obviously, was Suits. He came back. It was his first game back from his uh, hip injury. So it took him actually about a p- couple periods to get his legs back. He was skating hard, but in about the third, you could start seeing him starting to feel more comfortable, and he rewarded us with a couple of you know back to back goals. See, I thought I thought the highlight of the game was uh, the ESPN snipe by Joe Ellis. I mean, it's it a one one tie. The puck possession's been back and forth. Yeah. You can see tired legs between Ben and Turtle skating the first game. You saw him skating yeah. a little bit the first game. You know, like you said, tired bodies. Pudre's out there skating. So there's a lot of. It's it's I not it's not yeah too, it's not right. per, it's not perfect uh, it wasn't perfect hockey but it was like, it was like smart hockey like oh I, someone's coming out on me I'm just gonna get the puck out sort of thing and then uh, there's a what a scrum out front somehow the puck uh, leaked out um kind of to Ellis to maybe throw a pass so, or something and then he had it out front he just waited outweighed Ryan Z yeah. and just waited and waited and waited and finally put it where uh, t- top where Mama keeps the cookie jar at yeah so that on that play it was a it, I came in on the left wing boards and held the point El, Troy was down low. No, Ellis was down low in the, in the corner, and then Troy was in front. The puck was on a rim around, and I caught it, and I played it back to Ellis, and Ellis made the play to Troy. And he went to make the play to Troy in the front, and either Troy bobbled. I, I can't remember if Troy actually shot it and it deflected, but whatever happened with Troy, the puck ended up on Ellis, and he had moved it to the started moving to the front, and that's when he made, you said, he made that play, 
got to the front end and outweighed uh, outweighed Z. Yeah, Chad Chad, uh, Chad was there yeah. last night in the in the stands uh, in stands inside the uh, inside the glass with Chad Polinski, and he was like, "Oh, he's like, I've ever seen an ESPN later. That was such a great goal. Yeah. Oh, top ten. You know, it was. It was a really nice goal. And like Ryan Z, when you're down like that, there's nothing you can really do outside to get your hands yeah. attack the puck angle and like. He was already down from the first save. He just had no help. I don't know where the second defenseman, the backside D, was for the Ducks you or know, the fourth. And I have to, and I have to say, and I was, t- I told this to Ellis after the game too. I, I, you know, I really enjoy the game Ellis has been playing. I, you know, Ellis is obviously, I think, part of the was, you know, part of the trade from the Tigers to us. And I told Ellis, I mean, he's been playing a fantastic game for us. That line, because. You know, you got me on line one, and, and Troy's been, you know, pu- putting a puck in the back of that. But we know Troy's not the most fleetest of foot. He tries. He, you know, he gives a lot of effort out there, but he's not the fleet of foot. But Ellis is really that glue of that line because he is playing such smart hockey out there. Simple things. Waiting to make the play. Like, I, I there was about three or four, pl- you know, a couple plays in that game where he had the puck in the corner and didn't do the normal, oh, I got the puck. I immediately got to throw it to the front, or I immediately got to give it to somebody because I can't hold on to it. Nope. He sat there, held the puck. You know, you know, was bearing down in the corner, looking for open men, making the play back to the point, or play, making the play down low, waiting to make a good play. And I told him, I go, you know, you're playing fantastic hockey. The way you're waiting for everything, the way you're looking for those open men, you're, you're, you know, you're just making, you're making my life a hell of a lot easier out there. And, and a big thing for him is obviously the beginning of the year he was missing a lot of time because of work, and yeah. that trade really works out or helps the North Stars out because he's now showing up consistently, which really helps out. Um, Now, your fearless leader, Mr. Troy Otto, he did call into the show and leave a message, so I think we should listen to what he has to say. Hi, it's your old... No, that, no, that's that, Billy Baloney. That, that's Billy. He needs to talk Billy about Bologna. the Sibian again. Well, let's let's <laughs> take two real quick. But, what up, boys? Sniper Otto calling in on another Tuesday after another North Stars victory. But I'm not calling about that. I'm just curious if um, Piercy's continual refusal to acknowledge the North Stars success all the way to the bitter end, even when Grandma Geo gave him a chance to change his mind, um, and the fact that I predicted the Seals and North Stars in the keg finals at the beginning of the year, only one, and the fact that Hedis guaranteed the Tigers would get the two seed, and we know that that didn't happen. Have we just proven that I'm the smartest guy on the podcast? I'll hang up and listen. Have a nice night, boys. Go North Stars. Before you start, can we go over there and smack uh, Hedis in the back of his head? I think his eyes went so far back, they're stuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah to be fair, mine went back pretty far, too. So, uh, <laughs> you know, to be the smartest guy on the podcast, you have to be regularly on the podcast. Now, I know there's other <laughs> circumstances as well that I don't want to get into, but, you know, uh, Troy kind of tucked his tail and kind of ran for a couple of weeks before any situations happened. So uh, I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm Steve Eisenman because uh, I, I'd like to take a little bit of credit for some of the North Stars uh, trade ideas since I'm one of like three people. Troy kept bouncing ideas off the North Stars room and he's like, I'm going to trade you. I'm like, sounds fair. So, I mean, I'll be Steve Eisenman. I'll go to another team and GM it up. I got to prove I'll prove my medal here. But, uh, you know, if Troy wants to take all the credit, that's fine because, uh, you know, like the taller they are, the harder they fall sort of thing. So, I mean, if the North Stars fall, then, I mean, it's all on Troy's shoulders again. Yeah, I mean, the tr- the North Stars, I don't think anybody doubted. I think when the trades happened, I think I said from the start, I thought they won those trades overall. I thought the Tigers one was always hard to tell, but I thought the Deeks one was a clear win for the North Stars, and I think that's proven uh, that point. Now, as far as, oh, we're so good, we're going to get a buy automatically. Essentially, until last night, the Americans still had... 
you know, control of their own destiny. So for me, not changing my mind there and thinking that the Americans could pull out two wins in a row is not absurd on my end. Hell, if they had, if the North, if you guys had lost in regulation yesterday, there would have been a three-way tie, and mm-hmm. based on tiebreaker, we would have ended up in second place. If we beat the Ducks next week because yeah. what would happen is all three teams would have thirty-one points, and according to the Google, do- according to Ivory Tower Panny Google document, it comes down to who has the best record of points combined between those three teams, and then. You guys, you guys have a two-one record against one team and a one-two record against the other team. We have a three-zero record against the Americans with last night's victory, and then we had a one-and-two record against yeah. the North Stars. So we would have the most points of like the three-way, and then we would slip in as second. So that would be between you and the Americans who gets third. So yeah. there was still a possibility even last night where there's a three-way tie and come down to weird tiebreakers. Maybe you have to do the pinball pinball machine at uh, at Skillman's house, pull out this is the second place team. So <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even guaranteed last night, but but I mean, yeah, the tr- the trade has obviously worked out. I didn't think they had a enough steam to kind of pull into that second spot. But I think the Americans the last couple of weeks have kind of imploded on themselves. When we go over, we can talk about how much they've imploded on themselves when we talk about playoff scenarios coming up. But you have to tip your hat to the North Stars on what they've been able to do since that trade. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to the trade. I mean, really, if you look at even the ELO bot, it's a pretty good example. I mean, you look at the the North Stars, they weren't they I think they had one uptick before the trade. And then after that, it's just been a steady climb. Okay, I mean, you change you pretty much turned around the whole forward lines of your the forward lines of your team. You put Gio, myself and Ellis on the forward lines. That's a complete turnaround. Now, again, we, and I said this two weeks ago when I was on, the, the question mark is still, you know, the, on the Tiger side of the trade. Yes, Ellis is playing great for us. You know, you guys didn't get any, two, you know, with Hedis moving over to the Tigers, you saw what Hedis did yesterday, right? He pretty much shut the door on the Americans in that second period. Yeah, you you gave up three <laughs> goals. No, you gave up three goals, but there should have been a lot more. That's the key. Yeah. You gave up three goals, but in the end, though, you made the saves in the first, you made the saves in the third, and even in the in the second where you gave up those goals, I mean, we weren't helping you out any. You're going to give up some, but I mean, it's time will tell whether you know whether that's or not true. that second trade really. Well, we know the Deeks between the Deeks and North Stars. The North Stars won that trade between the Tigers and the North Stars. Jury's out still. Well, the Deeks, you know, the Deeks are in the playoff, boys. So maybe maybe that did help them win the trade because they were on the cusp again. They were on. You guys were on that losing streak still. So I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, one victory, one victory. Was it one victory since the trade, or maybe two victories? One, one, one regulation, one, one regulation win, one OT win against us. And then the day I subbed, uh, Doc got that goal, or you guys got that goal with yeah. like. A minute thirty left, so like they could have got a good goal. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, that was yeah, yeah yes. that was a that was a spicy goal. I mean, yeah. we oh, man, that guy is he is a he is a thick boy. He's a thick thick yeah. Italian boy. It's tough to fight him in the corner. Yeah, no, but I mean, you know, like I said, I'm I'm not I'm tempering expectations on the, that secondary trade yet because we don't know what's going to happen yet. I mean, we like the way Riley's been playing. He's been playing fantastic, um, and we and I love the way Jim Ellis has been playing. But you know, now we get about three we get three weeks off to heal up, start figuring out what we're going to do, and uh, we'll go from there. But so our last game of the week was the Whalers defeating or losing to the Golden Seals. It was a three one win by the Seals. Um, I guess since I was in that game, I'll start. Uh, they beat us. Uh, I think one of the tough things of the game, which I think give credit to Joey the ref, is we had one referee. I thought Joe did as good as he could possibly do for that. Uh, a couple tripping calls, which those are what they are. They were pretty clear. I thought there was a couple calls missed. But then again, when you have one ref and you don't have a volunteer to fill out that other one, there's there's not a whole lot you could do. So I'm going to give praise to the refing there. You know, they just they beat us. I felt like it was a tough, hard-fought game. But they had a couple opportunities they had on. And the Whalers, they had their issues they've had all year where 
we have chances, but we're just not putting them home. We're just not gelling how we need to. We had a three subs, which were all pretty close. And give the Seals credit because they had a couple of subs, and I would actually say probably all of them were subbed down. So we can't even missing? complain about that. The they had McCracken missing. They had McShannock missing, and maybe at, one other person. They had Cone at this, and at this, Shep. At this point, though, for the Seals, for me, like just the way their team's been, and I, a couple teams are like this in the league where. It, if you miss, if you quote unquote missed on your draft pick, maybe let's say you drafted a guy, you know, like too high, and you feel like, and then you can slot somebody in that's better. That's like, like if you draft someone for, like the fourth round, let's say, but someone else is better that's in the fifth round, like you're missing that guy, but you're plugging somebody in, even if they play another game, sometimes it's gonna be sometimes it can be a wash. But for the seals, I think what the biggest thing for them is is that those subs that they've had hasn't been for Fister and Shawnee. Fister and Shawnee have almost been together for like almost all their games. So they played 18 games. They've probably been together for like 15 out of those 18 games. So, I mean, were they together last night again? Was Shawnee and Fister both there? Of course. And so I then, mean, yeah, so their first line was intact against you that's guys. That's actually the hardest thing that when you, when you think about it is we know McCracken's been out for a while. I'm assuming he's not coming back for the playoffs. Oh, he'll come back. That's what McCracken does, baby. We um, <laughs> Pete, Pete just rolls his eyes. But anyways, where I was going with that is we know when he's moving his hardest and he's shooting his hardest, He's dangerous, but we also know there are large periods of time. He stands around, doesn't do a whole lot. Bringing in a sub from a Kraken has its pros and cons, where it actually is going to make the Seals faster, probably make them more defensively responsible. You could say it's actually a positive for the Seals to have a sub in this situation. Yeah. Well, and then now we, I know we're going to talk about it pretty shortly too, but now we got playoffs, and I think we only, I think we have different sub rules in the playoffs too, don't we? Or the no? sub rules, from my understanding, are there. It has to be backwards, but it's not limited on a team. It could be anybody available from what I was reading in the new sub rules. Yeah. So, so I mean, the, the game last night, you said, ended up 3-1. to one. From the, from I, I'll be honest, since that game really didn't have – I mean, there was really no implications within the game. If you guys won, lost, it was kind of moot. It was kind of whatever. Because after we won our game, you guys couldn't, you guys can't catch us. I, I don't think that we were concerned so, about going into the third seed. I think in a Whaler's mindset is we feel like we have to sh- – sharpen things up, tighten things up. And we, it would be nice to go into the playoffs, kind of get a couple like next week. If we could get a couple goals in, feel good about ourselves and kind of have that momentum going forward where that's kind of where we've been. We know we're not moving. We're fine with that. Whoever we play, we play, um, but we also, it'd be nice to have a game where we're just on all cylinders firing and scoring a bunch of this is, but that's not Whalers hockey though. So let's, let's be honest, Whalers hockey. And I will, and I already can tell you what your MO is going to be for the playoffs. It's Trent being an asshole, Pacel being an asshole, Turnbull, you know, getting in people's way, playing that clutch and grab, that that annoying type hockey where you're going to be in people's faces, start pushing people around and hope nothing gets called. And that's going to be you guys. And you guys are going to get those opportunities with Serta and uh, Rattler trying to get those, not Rattler, I mean, Serta getting those opportunities with it, with his speed. I, I mean, that's where you guys are going to be dangerous in the playoffs because right now, it's a little more. I guess the game's a little more open. Like yesterday, you guys lost, but I mean, what were as you said? What were the implications it, it, if they lost? Yeah, there was not. There was not really not any implication. So that's why that's yeah. what I was leading to. You guys both hit on was that for me for you. You want to be. You guys just want to kind of. I mean, if you lost, was a big deal, but you want to be hitting that momentum that that's dry going to the playoffs. And from the the period I saw, it's not like you guys didn't have chances on Dylan yesterday. Again, Dylan did what Dylan does and takes a plot in that. And then you guys had a couple. There was one in the first I directly remember where uh, Dave P came into the zone, dropped it to. I don't know if Serta was double shifting or something. Dropped yeah. to the Serta, and Serta ripped the shot. 
and Dylan went down and hit high shoulder, but there was like there was that much room between the shoulder and the crossbar. If it's not me or Cam or a shorter goalie, that could go in. Or if Dylan just like takes an extra half second, that could go in. But or his shoulder it, well, half an inch higher, yeah, yeah, half an inch higher, yeah. And then yeah. so I mean the play from from the game I watched with you guys, you had a lot uh, between the first and you had I watched a little bit of the second. It it, it was it to me was less it was less sloppy than the du- the Ducks in the North Stars game. I mean, Grant, you guys saw that player subbing in. But um, it was very, like you said, it was very cagey. It was very, uh, you know, who gets that one break? Who gets that, the Proctor breakaway and gets like that one chance he can finish? And they yeah, just seem to finish the A couple highlights of the game is I'd say, um, you know, Fisher had a nice goal right off the faceoff, kind of screen cam, just was able to put it right in. Uh, Peso had a slashing call against him. They, the, they were on a penalty kill to sure Seals, I mean. a slashing call that we couldn't touch the puck to stop it. And Shawnee actually put it in before the penalty actually happens. Peso scored a goal which he's now the last couple of games, even for the Whalers, he's been putting them in the net. So that's definitely a positive yeah, for two goals, us. two games, yeah. And, Where um, was the game at that point when he scored? I think it was 2-1. Two. Two oh, okay. Um, or two, yeah, two and then one, Shep yeah. had a breakaway that he ended, he finished as well. But I thought for the Whalers, we were moving the, the puck around good. We were having a lot of chances. We just got to put them home. So yeah. be interesting thing going into next week in the playoffs if we can kind of right the ship and continue to move the puck good and just be able to finish a little bit better. So... Uh, Let's move on real quick. We got the power rankings. We'll just run through them. No reason to talk to them or talk about them. You know, Troy has the Seals, Norsers, Tigers, Americans, Nordiques, Whalers, and Ducks, followed by the standings of the Golden Seals are in first with 39 points. We have the North Stars clinching that second round pick with 34. The Tigers and the Americans both 28 points. Whalers, 21 points, 18 for the Nordiques, and the Mighty Ducks are at 12 points. Every team has 17 games except for the North Stars, who regular season is done with the bye coming in the next week. So kind of let's start going through the scenarios of the playoffs. Not a lot to talk about because most of them are locked up, but the Seals are currently locked in at number one, followed by the North Stars at number two. We do have a little bit of stuff going on for the number three seed. As we talked about, there's a lot of talk going on with the Americans getting the two. Well, right now, the Tigers control their destiny for the number three with a win against the Ducks next week. They'll get it. If the actual uh, Tigers lose to the Ducks. The Americans win versus the Whalers. They would get it. But if both of those teams lose, the Tigers would actually get it with that tiebreaker. So right now, I think you would have to say advantage goes to the Tigers. Amazing what a week does, huh? It is. Yeah, it's, it really was. Because, I mean, I think two weeks ago and even last week, it was Americans controlled their own destiny. You know, even though Grandma Gia told you. But, but I mean, really, one week, and all of a sudden now the Americans are on the outside looking, really on the outside looking in for that third seed now. And let's be honest, uh, the third seed is kind of important. I mean, when you look at the playoff implications, I mean, they get the Nordiques first round, but who wants to be in a one game el- elimination with the Deeks who all of a sudden have coming off a win? Cone made, you know, Cone's yeah. been playing fantastic. I mean, yeah, he hasn't won a lot of games, but yeah, you look I mean, at his where his gold against goals against is, right? I mean, I mean, they just I mean, they just yeah. played us and beat us in a shootout. So, I mean, we get the third seed, and it's like great. We get the third seed, but we get to play the Deeks. Not yeah. that I'm loathing that because I mean, I don't know. We thought we played pretty right. well against the Deeks, but by the same token, it's like being third, being third or fourth or fifth or sixth at this point, like it matters, but it doesn't matter as much. I guess it kind of matters which teams like which teams kind of hot at that point. Yeah. So, I mean, I know, I know that. Most teams probably don't want to play us because of like you know the whole whole Matt Taylor Ben kind of connection maybe right. or if he's or there Taylor. obviously yeah, right yeah, I mean if he's there. there I mean not that he won't show up for playoffs but if he's not there he, I mean yeah he goes to know. business a lot which kind of sucks but well um, work is work we're, we're yeah. adults no, now yeah, we're adulting facts, facts. but uh, yeah. it so it'll be interesting kind of going into the playoffs to see which team uh, where everybody kind of, where they line up but the likelihood of the matchups based on you know between the Ducks and and 
uh, and the Tigers next week. If we win, assuming quote unquote, um, it's going to be what? It's going to be the Tigers and the Nordiques and then the Whalers and the Americans. Yeah, no out- outcome of the first round would surprise me as far as anything could happen. That's why we keep talking yeah. about that bye is so important because you want to get into a three game series to kind of prove who is the best team. Right. And that's kind of what we were fearing because we all know Gio's out, you know, had a little medical operation. So we wanted to get Gio healthy because, you know, I mean, you know, I want to play for the simple fact that I don't want to lose our edge because right now we're hot. As a team, we're hot right now, right? I mean, we won seven in a row. The only blip we had was against the Whalers having to go to a shootout. But we've been hot, so we're pretty much peaking where we need to be peaking going into the playoffs. So the fear is, you know, you're out for three weeks. You hope you sub a lot <laughs> or you yeah. hope that sticks and pucks do the thing when, we, when we're there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, you know, the but you know those one-game series are always scary. I mean, right now, I mean, you, I don't know how the matchups work out well. I mean, I don't know, like, with the Tigers, who you guys would rather face. Would you guys rather face the Americans in the first round, considering your record, or would you be fa- rather face the Deeks, who, you know, if they get like a hot fem, uh, cone being hot and fem being fem, mean they can cause problems for you guys? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, we can't. Yeah. I don't f- think we can physically play. I don't think it's possible mathematically for us to play against the Americans. No, so you, it's either the Whalers yeah. or Whalers or the Nordiques. Yeah. No offense to the Whalers. No offense to Nordiques, but like I kind of view them kind of the same way. Like I mean, like don't be wrong. I feel like I feel like Coner can get. A little bit harder than Cam can. Like yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it may yeah, not take be that Cam. Well, I mean, it may not be uh, like there's. <laughs> no, he's been giving me shit on the, oh, on the chat. That's yeah. fair. Um, <laughs> I feel like he can get hotter than than Cam can sometimes. Where he is, like, he's not. He may not be as technically. I think they both admit that he like Conor's not as technically. You know, like goaltender as Cam is, but like the way Conor like, takes up, but Conor takes net, up more net, yeah. and the way Conor plays, sometimes he can just get hot and then like pucks can hit him, and he just gets in that zone. Right. Whereas like Cam is more consistent. So if like. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want? Do you want to take Pick the chance? Poison, at, yeah, right? yeah. Do you want to take the chance at Coner playing like A plus and playing at ninety five, or do you want to take the chance of playing Cam at like a, a ninety and playing at like an A minus all yeah, the time? I mean, so like, I mean, it, it's just like it, it just depends. I mean, then or Coner could have like a bad game and play yeah. at like a like a an eighty five or something. But I mean, at the same by the same token, it's so it's like. Yeah, like you said, pick your poison. You want you want a hot goalie. You want a hot goalie, or do you want a goalie that could be really really hot or like you know that's really good. And then the both offenses to me the season. Between the Warriors and Nordiques, you guys have both kind of struggled at points to score goals. So, and and like personally, if I had to pick, if I was on the American side and I said which team would I rather play, I don't think I'd want to play the Whalers in the first round. I really mm-hmm. don't think I want to because I mean, if you look at the, the the Americans aren't the Americans are built with you know Proctor and Antioch. They're built more of a finesse team. They're not built for a like hard checking team. I mean, yeah, Star can play that kind of grinding type game, and so can Edge. Yeah, Edge but, was, um, but. When you have, when, if you're Proctor and Antioch and you got to go through Trent, you got to go through Turnbull, you got to go with some of these guys who, who may not, and even you, Percy, the Proctor stopper, may not necessarily be thinking, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a great little four check or a great little finesse poke check to get it from you, or more of, I'm going to have a great little hip or shoulder to stop you. You know, uh, you know, that kind of wears on you. I mean, you know, Proctor's Proctor. He can get he get open and stuff like that. And, yeah, we know he likes to play. You know, we know that Star and Proctor like to play the deep ball. Hey, look, I th- yeah. actually, I think the biggest factor going into the playoffs for all these teams is that uh, if you're in the third or, or the fourth slot, you get home ice and last change, boys. I know. Last, last change, change, boys. Home ice. You get the left bench. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so... After that, obviously, the person who doesn't get the third seed out of that gets the fourth seed. The fifth seed's locked up with the Whalers already. We have the Nordiques locked up with the six. Ducks, thank you for playing. Uh, kind of the last subject I have for the night is, 
all the playoff games are going to be on the Olympic ice. Does that change anything, and does that favor any team versus another team? For the first round, well, for for all of them, um, to be seen. As far as the first round goes, um, Olympic ice will obviously favor the speedsters. Uh, so it favors the Americans in my mind because like, yeah. it gives them more ice to do stretch passes. But again, it's you know, if you guys, if nobody's been taking notes. The Americans game plan, and I, I'm sure they're going to change it after they hear this. The Americans game plan has been pretty damn simple. Win the puck, the star Proctor skates out to the left wing boards, makes a cut across the blue line and star looks to do the home run alley-oop over everybody's head pass. And because it's Olympic ice, he has more room to work with. I mean, I was laughing. I was kind of joking around on the party deck last night saying for the next time we play the Americans, uh, the North Star is just going to be wearing outfielders mitts and just wait for the pucks. There's, I mean, that's, how, that's I mean, what we did. That, that's what we did two, our, two weeks ago when we yeah, played them. We just we, sat there and waited, just there, catching there's, everything. There's many a times watching the Americans. You just keep an eye on Proctor, and you see him about to go, and you're just like, why doesn't that defender have his head turning on a swivel, swivel and that's, where you know you're out there with Proctor? Yeah, and as a, all jokes aside, is one of the things I think I do well against Proctor is I play a little farther back than I normally do. I keep my head on him, yeah. and I will start jumping back faster than some other people to at least not give him a full outbreak away by himself, right. or at least I'm going to slow him down and hopefully let someone else get back there yeah. with me. Well, that's simple. That that that's can be answered pretty simply. Sometimes it's a little ego. Sometimes a little, you know, I mean, not an ego, not like, oh, I, I don't need to worry about it. It's more of a, you, you know, it's kind of like, you know, sometimes it's charmer. the ego of I want to jump into the offensive play as right. well. I want to be, I don't want to be sitting back here playing defense or sitting back here as out of the play i want to be jumping into play or you know or even like you or get that little snake charmer type feel, feel where you're like watching the puck watching the puck and slowly scooting toward the puck yeah. and you forget the, uh, your responsibility that, that happened one time uh with myers yesterday i think i think more so it's like positionally because like positionally you know you're playing left or right d you want to be at like the blue line and the offside d wants to be a little bit out of the zone yeah. but like when proctor takes when proctor's in between both d and he's like jumping before like the americans even have the puck on their stick yeah. like if he's got a step on anybody in the league, defenseman, forward, regardless, yeah. he's probably gonna he's gonna beat you ninety percent of the time. Let's right. like sugar or you or suits or someone back checking. Right, and and and, the play, and like I said, the play is simple, right? I mean, he because Proctor will line up on the wing. He's not really playing center anymore. He's he's lining up on the wing because he knows most of the most of the talent's going to be at center, mm-hmm. and then you're gonna have the one wing that's going to be the stronger wing. So he's lining up a lot of times against the weaker wing, but when for those home run plays, yeah. yeah, but the home run, he's a lefty. So he's looking when he's looking, he's not looking to catch the puck on the left wing boards. He wants to catch it on the right so he can get a better blade to the net. Mm-hmm. My, unless he's going to try a little quick, cute little pull back like he tried on you pull back to the short side and go and roof it over you. He tried. I think I might have scored that one, but I know you stopped him on one of those. But that's what he's doing. He gets to jump. And when the defensemen are like, oh, he's going, they're not anticipating that he's going to go from the point from that one point back across to the middle, and that's where Star is going to catch him. Star is not going to look to so much as put it up the boards as he is going to try to go out the middle with it. Yeah. So if the defensemen are smart and at least one guy's hanging a little farther back, most of the times they're going to stop him or draw him offside. Because I mean, a la Thai style. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. Draw him <laughs> offside, but yeah, that's that's another thing too. Is uh, for I guess for the American, we're stuck specifically on the Americans right now. But I mean, for the Americans, like 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 Proctor, no, like no offense to him, but from a goalie standpoint, he's if I give him like 10 pucks to shoot from like, you know, around the middle of the zone, like around like the circles and the hash marks and stuff, he's not probably going to score more than like once. Like he just doesn't have as good of a shot, maybe or maybe like twice or something. I don't know. Whatever. Point being is he doesn't have as good of a shot as like, um, you know, as like Matt Taylor or like uh, Joe, uh, even Joe Ellis has an unreal shot. Like you like you like uh, you have a hard shot. Like 
Proctor's shot is like it's good placement, but it's not like it doesn't have that carry that speed. Like it's not gonna, it's not generally not gonna beat you if you get a good look at it. So if your defenseman's just in front of like a player like that, yeah, like like Proctor, you should most times a goalie will stop it. And I'll give my it. personal opinion. I think this will be most people won't agree with it, but playing on both ice against one team is. I actually thought the Seals were quite a bit better on the NHL ice. Surprisingly, they have the speed where you would think the opposite, but I think it's a whoop factor of. Not dealing with that bigger ice, the width of the ice, I think that really hurts the team. And I've just found that we are a lot more effective against the Seals when we played them on the Olympic ice. I don't know if it was a one-time thing. I don't know if it was some crazy anomaly. They had the speed where you would think the opposite, but that was just the one time I played, I was just like, that's really weird. Mm -hmm. Larger ice. You get tired a lot faster. If If you're playing with speed is one thing. Playing smart with speed is something completely different. If you're... If you're going balls out on that Olympic ice and trying to skate across, you know, board to board, you're going to tire yourself really quick in that in the game, you know. So I mean, yeah, the NHL ice works better for a lot of teams, even speed teams, because they don't have all that extra ice they have to cover. You know, you get you, you know, you play if you play the defensive game, you know, anybody's on the outside in the Olympic ice, you don't need to chase them, keep them out there. That's an extra ten feet that they got to worry about. Stay stay in your zone closer to the middle and keep them the outside. What are you worried about them out in the corner for? You know, yeah. I mean, let the let the speedsters stay out in the corner and do dips. You do it all day long. You just wait till they come to the middle, then you take them. Yeah, and I mean, so I mean, for you guys, I mean, the Whalers, same thing. I mean, you play Olympic ice. I don't think your overall team speeds like super fast. I mean, you have a couple guys that are that can skate, right? And I don't know if you're better in the Olympic or the NHL, but um, I mean, you guys generally play that more like condensed kind of defense where you clog the middle and you force people to go outside. So I mean, I don't know if that benefits you if you play the Americans or us. I mean, I feel like the us as the Tigers, we don't have as much of a. You don't have as much of a like hit the stretch pass like Matt Taylor sort of thing because Matt Taylor, I mean, he he just will skate the puck out as opposed to or like he'll catch a puck in transition from somebody in our zone as opposed to like trying to like cherry pick out. Yeah, I don't know if we're better or worse on what ice, but I I personally enjoy the Olympic ice better. That's just me. But as far as better or worse, what our records are, I couldn't tell you there. So um, that'd, be, that'd be interesting to check out to see like, oh, this team's done this in this rink. This team's done this in this rink, but. Yeah. For the for the Deeks, I don't know if um I don't know which ice would be better for them. I mean, for their, their team makeup maybe maybe they NHL. Just need, they just need their teams to show up, right? Yeah, they need their team to show up. That's gonna be the key. And I mean, as far as as far as which ice I think is better, I, you them, know, for yeah, the half no. year I was on the Deeks, it didn't matter. We were we you know we won a few on each one. We lost a few on each one too. I mean, mind you, we kept the games pretty close, but they were never uh you know there was no advantage with the Deeks. I think we're kind of built that we can play on either. The Deeks were built that they can play on either or. But it's a matter of you got to get the guns, you got to get the big guys going, right? Kimmel's been coming on lately. I mean, he had a great shot in uh, in the North Stars game. But I mean, Kimmel, Femme, they got to get going. You got, you know, Judge has got to play a little better. And by the way, Judge, if you're listening, God damn it, man, you got to work on that draw. I, I was, I almost lost three draws on him only because I watched how close he had his stick to his body. I mean, I, I'm talking about his stick. He had his stick, his blade right up against the front of his blade of his skates trying to win a draw. And I'm like, I even told him, guy, loosen your hands up, man. Put the blade out just a little bit. Touch the dot with the blade to try to win a draw. So uh, <laughs> real quick, next week, uh, looks like we have the Golden Seals versus the Nordiques, the Americans versus the Whalers, and the Tigers versus the Mighty Ducks. Really the only game that, I don't want to say the only game that matters. Obviously, the Tigers, Mighty Ducks matter the most because of the Tigers when they clinch. Americans could matter depending on that time from there. I think we've kind of already covered those games. I just mm-hmm. wanted to mention that. Uh, so next week, obviously, is our last week of the regular season. That means for the podcast next week, we'll do a quick review of those games, and then we'll kind of go into a uh, playoff preview. I know Troy already said he wanted to be in. 
Um, depending on Hedis or not, you know, we could have an open spot or two. We should have at least one open spot. Let me know if you want in, possibly two. Just to, I know Hedis has his hockey schedule. Sometimes he's got to fill in or not. So if you're interested, let me know. We'll get on a list. I think it's always nice to get new people or yeah, to ro- rotate it around a little bit. But to do that, we need people willing to come in as well. Sorry. I kind of have to be here, so I apologize. Hey, if I can do it, anybody can do it. It'd be nice to get a rep. Yeah, That's exactly. more than true. Yeah. It'd be nice to get a representative from uh, every single team kind of that's in the playoffs, or maybe, you know, like four out of the six teams that are in the playoffs sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, especially with the buys coming up, you know, even though Troy did commit, that's nice to have those people. The other teams that they were able to, that would be good as well. But as always, give us a call on the Whoop line, 714-75-WHOOP. Leave those voice messages. And... You know, subscribe to the podcast, uh, you know, on Twitch, follow, subscribe there as well. Email the show podcast at MNLHL.com. But one more week to go, then the playoffs. I think people are starting to look forward to those. Amen to that. Amen to that. It's, it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be fun to get going again. Yeah. We'll be, I'm uh, going to try to keep my uh, playoff streak alive. Lean point getter. Uh, hopefully, hopefully the North Stars keep their streak alive as well. Of nah, disappointing we're going to change that narrative. <laughs> no, no, I got, a, I got, a, I got a good feeling this year. I got a good feeling. This is a good team. It's set to bring out Aaron's cousin to play for somebody. Apparently, no, no, my my brother in law is coming to play for us. Uh, he's Aaron, a, he's an eighth rounder. Aaron's cousin is like four zero against Aaron in career. <laughs> like, uh, but anyway, I got poopy pants. Remember, my brother in law is over. Poopy.